Amy, we've got a bunch of little nieces and nephews between us, but we've also got a catch-all gift that all of our siblings love for their newborns. You're totally right, and it's Pampers Swaddlers, because Pampers Swaddlers wick wetness away to keep babies drier and subsequently parents happier. Pampers Swaddlers absorb wetness better versus the leading value brand and provide up to 100% leak-proof skin protection and up to 0% skin irritation. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologist approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic and they're free of parabens and latex. Now you can try Swaddlers with new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin. These wipes won't tear. In fact, they grip mess, shall we say, more firmly and clean better, leaving baby skin dry, soft, and smooth. For trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. Download the Pampers Club app today and earn Pampers cash. Redeem your Pampers cash for exclusive Pampers coupon savings and rewards. Only redeemable via Pampers Club. Pampers Cash has no cash value. Welcome to Ask Amy from What Fresh Hell? Laughing in the Face of Motherhood. Solving your parenting dilemmas one question at a time. This week's question comes from Kate in our Facebook group. She asks, when should I worry about a teenager's lack of desire to be with friends? This is only made worse by the pandemic. It's actually always been an issue. But since we moved two years ago, he's been even more in the I don't care camp than before. Outside of soccer and school, he doesn't ever see friends, and he says he doesn't want to. He's 15. Kate, this one is close to home for me. To me, this age group, this sort of 14, 15, 16, has particularly fallen through the cracks. They were sort of early enough in the junior high, high school thing that they hadn't made their friends yet. They were already in sort of a transitional place, even for kids who hadn't moved. Like you said, your family moved. It's just been... It's been a hard time. And from my personal experience, I will say that I have seen my two boys lean far less on the sort of virtual connections that are available right now than my daughter has. My daughter is much more interested in FaceTiming and texting, and my boys are saying, I don't care. I don't, you know, why should I bother? Because we have more access to our kids' moment to moment existence right now, we're sort of seeing things that might always have been there and are therefore fine because they were always there. Um, and as you say, your son was like this before the pandemic started. So there's a possibility your son is content. Was he introverted before this? Was he socially anxious? This is a break from all that for those kids. And I've seen my kid who has some social anxiety relax a little bit. If you're not seeing signs of depression and anxiety, if this is a boy who's a hermit and he's content being a hermit, then... That's good news. That is his experience, even if it's not yours. On the other hand, your kid could be sad, and sadness makes sense right now. So it would be okay for our kid to feel sad, isolated the way you know I'm feeling right now. It's certainly okay for our children to feel that way if unfortunate. But what I think you're trying to tease out is what's the difference between sadness about this tough moment, which is entirely understandable, and depression. NYU child psychiatrist Dr. Alita Angelosante uh, did some writing on this, and I'll put the link in the show notes. She says that what you need to watch for to know the difference between sadness about this moment and actual depression is isolating from you as well. Is your child not only isolating from all friends and social contact, but hiding in his room all the time? I mean, probably, right? It's a teenager. But watch for changes in that. 
Watch for an increase in physical complaints like stomach aches and headaches, things that are vague and sort of travel around a little bit maybe. Watch for an academic decline, which is also a little bit hard to piece together right now, right? Because we're in a different academic situation. So your kids' grades could change or their ability to work could change and it could have nothing to do with depression, but it is another data point. Watch for an increase in negative self-statements. I'm such an idiot. I never do anything right. I can't take it anymore. Watch for an increase in those. Teenagers say stuff like that a lot, but watch for the increase. Watch for it to be insistent, consistent, and persistent. You will know if your kid's mood has taken a sudden turn for the worse. What works when you're in this situation? Well, if it's depression, then your kid needs to probably talk to somebody. And the good news is that the telehealth, mental health that's available right now is very effective, much more effective than you would think, and much more available because you can do it online. I'm going to put resources for that in the show notes if that's something that you're interested in. If this is more the sadness about the moment and a kid who needs a little help and a little support and encouragement to get outside their room, what worked in my situation is I had a a friend who had similar concerns about how her child, my child's basic same age, was doing. These kids were friends. They were acquaintances. They're not soulmates. They're acquaintances. We made them go meet to walk their dogs together. Like, you were going outside today. You're going to walk the dogs. When my child came home... The phone was pinging, ping, ping, you know, silly smile, inside jokes being texted back and forth. And I was like, achievement unlocked. A little bit of connection, a little bit of happiness will keep us going right now. You can also talk to your son about how he's doing. You know, this has been really hard lately. And I can see that it's been hard on you too. It is not easy. Don't put that conversation off because it might go poorly. It might go poorly. He might yell at you. He might blow you off. He might say, you know, you're so stupid, mom. But your loving concern will have been expressed. I hope this helps you tease out the difference between sort of sadness and depression. It's something I'm certainly watching for in my own kids as well. Like I said, I'm putting lots of resources in the show notes. If you have any concerns, reach out to your child's pediatrician. Send us your parenting questions and we might answer yours next. Email us questions at whatfreshellpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, I'm Debbie Reber, the founder of Tilt Parenting and the author of the book Differently Wired. The mission of Tilt is to change the way neurodivergence, whether that's having a learning disability, having ADHD, being gifted, autistic, or some combination of all of the above is perceived and experienced so differently wired kids and the parents like us raising them can truly thrive. On the Tilt Parenting Podcast, I get to talk with authors, therapists, educators, and parenting experts who are committed to this mission. I ask the questions my listeners are most curious about when it comes to supporting our kids. And in turn, my guests share strategies for challenges, out-of-the-box ideas for navigating school, best practices for therapies, tips for advocating, and so many thoughtful insights on what it really takes to help our kids grow up feeling seen and respected so they can create awesome lives for themselves. I know that raising a differently wired kid can feel overwhelming and isolating, but I promise you, you are not alone and it can feel so much better. If you're on this parenting journey, come listen to Tilt Parenting. Together, we can shift this paradigm and show up for our exceptional kids with hope, possibility, and joy. Well, hey there, Busy Mama. Are you looking for ways to make your life easier, your home less chaotic, and at the same time, add more joy to your life? 
My name is Deanna Yates, and I'm the host of Wanna Be Clutter Free, a podcast all about letting go of the stuff we don't need in our lives so that we can focus on what truly matters. Don't worry, I'm not going to tell you to throw it all away or make you feel guilty about keeping something you love, no matter how many other people don't quite understand it. But I will give you practical and more importantly, actionable advice so that you can make progress right away. And you won't just hear it from me. There are amazing guests too. It's like having your bestie in your pocket, telling you it's okay to let go of the things that are not serving you and your family in a totally non-judgmental way. So join me over on the podcast where we can work on progress over perfection for those of us that want to be clutter-free.